everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. We really enjoyed our guests over the past week, Jeff Blair, Kelly Maher from Colorado, but back in the seat, back at the mic, much anticipated, Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon. Welcome back. Hello, Governor. No, you're not Governor. You would be... That's terrible. That's hilarious. Back from across the pond. I have to tell you, first of all, great episodes. Thank you, thank you. special guests. Special guests, like the Love Boat. And But it's it's great to be back. And it was a wonderful time. Good. It really went so... I didn't want... None of us, the whole family, wanted to just stay there. Oh. And I would have put up with all... Yeah, traitors. I know. Yes, loyal Tories. Tories <laughs> that we are. First thing... It's a very infectious accent. Adorable. It is. And I, I, I know that's think, condescending. I'm sorry. It is adorable because they don't think that we're the ones with the accents, right? I mean, they're the ones that came up with it in mean, the first place. We're so crass. Yes. <laughs> no, it's very much. It's what the, you know, the, the Germans <laughs> used to call it cowgummy English, which means chewing gum English. Because I mean, in their minds, it sounds like a lot of R's. Fair enough. There sounds like a lot of spitting, though. So, uh, yes. I don't know if they can talk. Corky from Waiting for Guffman. Christopher Guest does a great impression of what he thinks is German, and it's horrendous. <laughs> okay. Had a wonderful trip, and we went out to the Cotswolds. Qu- First question. Were all you, questions. Were, yeah, you delayed, were you delayed in your travel at oh, all? Okay. Fair question. Kudos to British Airways and go. American Airlines because they're partners. We left on time. From American, we got our tickets, not just the luggage checked all the way to Heathrow from Reagan National, but also our seat assignments, both for the little shuttle to JFK and then from JFK to Heathrow. We did get called up at JFK to get newer assignments, and it was three of us together and one person away. Okay. My son was more than happy. I was going to say, I was going to guess, Michael. He took the window. He says, I'm taking the window. <laughs> See you guys later. Yeah, that was it. It was the first transatlantic trip for the kids. Nice. My daughter tried to sleep to no avail, which means I did not sleep either. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those night flights. We got in, we powered through, and it yeah. was, you know. They're young. They can do that. It you, is, on the other hand. No, but I'm used to it. I can just, I don't sleep much as it is. I'm feeling sleepy now. Yeah. So I just want to say apologies to the listeners if I just sort of trail off or I zone out or I'm not making any sense. You're fine. It's like Vic on gummies it's just gonna be a little slower just a little bit you know a little mel- i am having coffee so i'm having this weird back and forth here right now but it was a lovely time when we were in the cotswolds we stayed at a place called the manor house in castle Coombe, and i did feel like lord grantham oh from down to happy you know because there are guests but you don't really see as many of the other guests and so you walk around and the staff it's a, it's it's a manor that was like the foundational stones date back to the 1200s wow and, you know, it's it's a lot of old stone and that old musty smell. If you live in the D.C. area, it smells like the Tabard Inn oh, by yeah. the fireplace. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a very cabiny smell. And they had a gin bar, which was lovely. Love that. More gins and scotches, which is very interesting. And, oh, so here but, for this. But well, because that's a British grandma house. In a British grandma manor, you drink British grandma drinks, which are gin-based. Yes. And correct? I tried as many different ones as possible. But one day... The weather was pretty good. There was like on and off rain. There was one moment where there was hail. But sun came out, particularly on one day, and suddenly all these other tourists who don't stay at the manor house, they came over the bridge Uh, and were starting to take pictures on the ground. On your grounds. And I I said to the staff, I I, I said, Ian, Owen, get these commoners out of here. (laughs) And so it was really kind of, it was, it was. I'm only half kidding, by the way. Yeah. I felt like, why? And they're taking pictures. I'm just like, you know, my privacy, please. Right, right. But, but you know, it's the way to really 
scare them. So be like, excuse me, I'm a person of color who's reclaiming this white supremacist ground. That's right. And you need this, to get these this, people out of my right. way. That's how you get Alas, it done. We're not in, unless we're not in India, so I'm not sure how many Filipinos actually lived in the Cotswolds at the time. That was great. London was amazing. I really was... You know, I tend to make fun of folks. I used to make fun of our friend John McCormick, who comes from Wisconsin this way, about going to the big city and looking up at all how tall the buildings are. <laughs> and I found myself in London just staring up. I mean, there are some enormous buildings, but things like Big Ben. Mm-hmm. I very, can't stop staring at it. It's in fact big. Oh, it's big and they just renovated it. So it's kind of golden now. Yeah. It's golden. Travel tips with MK and Vic. Yeah, that's Big right. Ben, truly, <laughs> truly big. Truly big and golden. So just leave it at that. There's a joke there somewhere. The English people were very friendly. The cabbies are very chatty. Mm-hmm. And you get such a wide array of accents. Were you in those cute little black cabbies? Yes. Oh, Which are them. modernized, but still you can fit like six people in, in a cab now. So it's very convenient. They have the little flip seats. They're like, you know, the, the jump seats. Nice. And we went to this fancy Indian restaurant called Benares mm-hmm. in Mayfair. And we get in the cab and the cabbie immediately... Who's somebody who sounds like, you know, with the thickest Cockney accent. Goes, right. So how is Benares? How is Benares? And I said, well, and he was like, next time go to a cabbie. They'll tell you where to go. And of course, he was telling me to go to Dishoom. Like everybody said to go to Dishoom. So fine. I next do, time. I do like Dishoom. I have You've had, been to Dishoom I have also? had lunch at Dishoom. Oh, for yes. crying out loud. <laughs> it's I lovely. I can't believe this. Everybody, Jennifer, she's been to Dishoom too, I'm sure. I, I, I do like it that you go to Britain and you have to eat food from the other cultures. Cause yeah. Believe me, I had a steak. Like what? The five-star dining list is all yes. not British. Yes. I did have a steak and ale pie, mm-hmm. which was quite a surprise. They love their peas. Like, they have a lot of peas. Oh, so many peas. Like, a lot of peas. I drank beer. They mush them up for you, They which do. Is nice. You can also get yeah. mushy peas. That's true. And and, and fish and chips. And <laughs> beer service. And beer from the pump. Yes. You know, so not a keg where you flip it, you know, up on, on, on tap. It's real pump. And you see them working that. And here's the crazy thing. I normally don't drink beer here in the United States because I get gout, as people know. But you can't get gout in England, as everyone knows. Amazingly, no gout. Wow. We did a lot of walking. And I think it's just because the ingredients are better. Mm, maybe I so. I think the qu- the quality. Is it the temperature of the beer? Maybe it's the, no, right? I'm telling you, I was talking to my colleague Brent Scher about this, and we th- not to sound all crunchy and all, and no, I because I don't really is... have any issue about the GMO thing, right? I don't right. care. But but this is what Kelly and I were talking about. On. We're red-pilled hippies. This is where we're all coming. It's it's a boomerang effect. We're yes. coming back around to being hippies. No, no. And, 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 and we've gone so far. Natural from the land, yeah. especially out there in the Cotswolds and everything that's fresh, they bring in and you feel great. Yep. Everything's great. Now I'll say this. The English are very friendly. The tourists are pushy. Mm. And there are a ton of tourists, mostly from Southern Europe. I'm going to say that there's a fair share of Asians, but mostly Southern Europe, a ton of Russians. But the Russians actually live there now. And they bought up all the oligarchs have bought up all the giant mansions in Belgravia. Apparently, it's really interesting. So you go to a pub. We went to a pub. Right. We went to one called The Plow, which was near the British Museum. And you go up and then, you know, you go up to the bar and then the guy behind the bar says, May I help you? You know? Nice. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, I was no, looking wait, I, Yes, exactly. This I, is not the local character. I want a governor. I want a governor. So that was it. But it was too many things to recount. So I, I, I want a I'll piecemeal over the next okay. couple episodes. Love it. Love it. But it was great. And thank you to all the listeners who gave me all the tips about what to do, where to go. It worked out perfectly. The only thing that was horrendous mm-hmm. was coming back and going through customs at Dulles. Ah, uh, yes. That is how we welcome people. That is to how our we country. welcome people. Yeah. T 
two hours for the American line, Ooh. and I think it was three hours for the foreigner. So welcome Ooh. to America. Yikes. At one point, I turned to my son, because he can now get the joke, and I said, it took Vito Corleone less time to get through Ellis Island <laughs> than it did for us to get through Dulles. It's true. That's all I have there to say. There are faster ways to get they, into this country. That's true. They want There you, still are. There still are. They want you to use global entry. Yeah, they're trying to force you into- yeah. That's all yeah. the videos show. Right. You got to pay for this it. Is, this is the thing. You got to get interviewed. I'm not, I'm not whatever, pre-check or whatever, the, all the, the racket. Because I refuse to concede that in order to be treated like a human yeah. who has done nothing wrong, I must pay them money. Yeah. I'm going an extra step. And people tell me that this is not efficient. It's true. It's not. I have to go through the regular line with the hoi polloi, you know, even though I'm very important. But I'm not paying them extra money to, to treat me like a human. I'm going to be treated like an animal for free. <laughs> but, it, but no, 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 no. But you, this is right. But the, the sad reality, Mary Catherine, of course, is that we are in decline. So, for example, getting like I paid a little extra, not a lot, a little extra for premium economy on British Airways. Right. That's, that's, a basic, good, that's a good choice for a It's long a good flight, choice. Yeah. But that was basically what economy was. Yeah. You know, and 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 and, and first class was basically what business is. And the yes. whole thing, you go backwards like that. So you see this, this terrible we, what we need is just to get a hookup with the Emirati's line. That's how you fly the in style. <laughs> like, oh, are you the ambassador to the UAE? Can we be friends? We had, <laughs> That's how you get a nice we, flight. You, they, they, you can stand up oh, in there. You got a whole you bar. Do whatever you want. Yeah. We had a wonderful driver who was the driver. Eight, the re, he's the regular driver for the royal family from Abu Dhabi. Oh, wow. They rent approximately 400 vehicles. What's he doing hanging out with you? Off day. They're, they're in Abu Dhabi at the moment. I wouldn't have them if they were here. So I get to share in his experiences. Mary Catherine, how, how are you and how was your Easter? I'm good. Oh, my Easter was lovely. We went down to North Carolina. All went smoothly. We hats. Had, everybody with hats. We actually didn't do hats this oh. year. But we did do coordinated outfits. And you know what? There was almost a crisis, Vic. What happened? Rookie move. Even though I have four children and I've been Southern my entire life. I did not try the Easter dresses on the big girls before we left. <laughs> Turns out they were too big. So oh, the dresses were too big. They were too big. So the the seven year old's dress went to the nine year old. And then the seven year old, she and I together had managed to pack a backup that had complementary colors to the rest of us. So we were good. We were saved by the pink cowboy boots and the blue tank top that I packed for her. You know I know. What? I know you a, were sweating it. I was so in scared Britain for her, but while yes, this was exactly. happening. That's like a rookie slash pro move. Yeah, because I mean, on the one hand, oh, we didn't try the dress. On the other hand, you had a backup. We did have a backup. So everything turned out okay because woe betide the family that is not coordinated on Easter. I mean, what would have happened to us? Anyway, so we, we worked it worked it all out. That went well. We had some audio on the last show of Steve being general floppy ears who was giving orders to the young bunnies. For that's their great. their three pronged attack on the Easter egg hunt, oh, uh, so it was it was just as you would imagine. Yeah. Oh, I have a bit of news before we get into my actual stories. My husband was working in Puerto Rico this week, and he rolled up to a stoplight, and heard none other than Vic Mattis's voice from the car next to him. What? There was a guy with his windows down, and Steve's like, "What is that?" That sounds like Vic. And then it sounded like me. And it turns out no. that a Puerto Rican motorist 
was listening to Getting Hammered in the car next oh, to him. On. And I would just like to give that guy a shout out, yes. whoever he is. I did not know we had this reach. What are the chances? Yes, whoever you are, because you're probably listening to it right now. Muchas gracias. Yes. Thank you. Say hi. Yes. We appreciate you. But yeah, I'm sure he was like, oh, my, my nagging wife has followed me with her stories all the way to Puerto Rico. But nope, it was just a recording of me. It's haunting, isn't it? It must have been a haunting for him. Like, he can't escape you. What is happening? At first, he was excited because he thought you were there, but then it turned out to be me. You know? Now, uh, did, he, did he say anything or no? He just No, it was just at a stoplight. So. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. All right. You flummoxed me. Yeah, we have, we well, have reach. You. We have reach. Yes. Okay. I have a couple parenting stories real quick. A win. <laughs> Let's do a high and a low. <laughs> I, we've talked about long division, right? I've been doing a lot of hard work with my daughter on long division. We did two times a day practicing yes. over spring break. Very time. serious stuff. Sometimes two hours a day of multiplication tables and long division to get her ready for her makeup test, which was coming up the Monday that we came back. They're lucky they have makeup tests. Yes, well. My kids too. Yeah, so we, we, had a, we had to give her some time to get over the whole, you know, brain inflammation situation, so. It's traumatic. But we were trying very hard. We were working very hard. I send her to school to do, to do her makeup test. And as soon as she gets home from school, I'm, you know, of course, because I'm very invested in this grade, I'm asking her about it. Classic, classic kid stuff. She's like, well, she's starting to tell me this long rambling story about taking it. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like it's headed anywhere good. And she says, the end of the story is that she only got through half of it. And then she had to go to lunch and the whole back half is undone. And I was like, oh no. So I spiral, downward spiral for mom. She doesn't care that much, but downward spiral for mom. She's like, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. We'll get it. We're going to get this all figured out. But I'm like, oh, no. Now we're starting from a 50 maybe on this test. Yeah. She comes back later in the day and informs me that she gets to finish it tomorrow. Uh, I was like, um, maybe you could have told me that in the first in the first version of the story. So she goes back the next day to finish it. I don't think there's great concerns about her cheating or anything like that. It's just long division yeah. problems. She's not committing these to memory. Yeah. So she goes back to finish the next day, and her teacher emails me that she got an 88. <laughs> an 88. That is a solid B, my yes, friend. No, no, no. That's borderline B+. Plus. That's borderline B+. Plus. We, are, we are moving right on up. We are That's making great. the progress we need to make. I'm very proud of her. She was embarrassed by how proud of her I was. She would be embarrassed. Or just shy about the fact that I'm telling you guys how proud I am of her. But it's a celebration. My, I'm, I'm my excited daughter, for her. My daughter would be with her in solidarity. <laughs> you know, 88 is, you know, for certain. Math is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No, this, is a, this is a victory for yeah. me. I mean, her and. <laughs> but I want to. It was important for both of us, I think, to put in all that work and have. Yeah. have a result yeah. that reflected the work yeah. that we put yeah. in. And that was that was very Something cool. Something to show for it. That was very cool. And I'm not trying to oh. embarrass her, but it's such a cool thing. It's no, such no, a big no. thing. So big win. That's good. Parenting low the other day, I, I went to take one of my kids to a tennis lesson and I took the toddler to the playground nearby. And if you, you know when you have toddlers and like kids under five, the playground circuit is a whole thing. Like, you know where the good playgrounds are and the not-so-good <laughs> ones and where the cool slides are. Well, I hadn't spent a lot of time at this park with a toddler. I'd had older kids at this park. So I had not noticed that one of the slides is very steep. Like, very steep. And I saw it, and I thought, okay, note to self, 
that's a very steep side for an 18-month-old. Yes. And she does like to do slides by herself. She has no concern about me or anyone holding her hand or any of that business. But she mostly does medium slides. This one is a big kid slide. So she wants to climb up the structure, and I know she's going to eventually end up at the slide. So I think to myself, I'm going to be a good mom, and I am going to trail her, which I don't normally do. I let her have some space on the playground because, you know, third kid. And But I, I go up with her to the top of the slide, and I'm going to go down with her on the steep slide just to, yeah, you know, make sure everything's cool. And you know what? She tricked me. She tricked me with her vibes. Her vibes were so confident that I was like, for a split second, and it was too much, I said, maybe she can just handle this. Yes. And she, she plopped herself down on that slide, and she was ready to go. And by the time I registered, oh, no, if she goes down without me, I won't be at the bottom to help with the Detach. dismount situation. She's already gone. <laughs> and I see her spin in She's small for this slide, so yeah. she's she's able to spin. Her entire body spins, oh. and she goes out on her back, like kind of shot out onto the mulch onto her back with her head is first, but not there was no trauma. Just just straight out onto the mulch on her back. <laughs> I just On her back head first. Yeah, yeah. And I come down the slide like, oh, dear. I come down. I jump down the slide real fast to follow her because I realized the error of my judgment pretty quickly. Come down this the slide, and she's crying, but there's cl- it's clear is. it's clear oh, that there's no yeah. injury mm-hmm. here. So I pick her up, and of course I'm like trying to front for all the other parents, like, oh, I totally knew that was gonna happen. I didn't mess that up at all. And I pick her up, I'm like, oh, you know, you're okay. And it turns out she was totally fine. She, I put her down two seconds later. Yeah. She was done crying, and most importantly, she got right back on that horse because she wanted to go up and go again. And I was like, whoa, girl, that's the key. So. On the second time, I did go down with her and injured my elbow because it's too small a size for me. Say, <laughs> might be a. Yeah. I know you've been losing a lot of weight lately, but still, yeah, might not be designed for you. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Oh my goodness! Yeah, my my postpartum recovery slide. Maybe maybe wait a little while. No, but I, I banged my elbow on the side of it, but it was fine. Now she this was, is one of these uh, plastic or metal. It's it was plastic. plastic right? like, it was plastic. In and, our time, it was again, metal. Yeah, in the in the olden days, I would not consider this partly because yeah. there would be asphalt under the slide, yes. and so I would not want <laughs> to be engaged in that. Yeah. But she fell into mulch. Rusty. She, okay. She, you know, she, it's that fake spongy mulch. She ate mulch. It's no big deal, guys. Yeah. But I did think to myself, huh? You know, that was that was an error in judgment. But that is what parenting is all about. And you're going to make some mistakes, and your kid's going to like surprise you. In beautiful ways. And that's how I'm turning this into an edifying story about parenting. Yay. <laughs> it is no well, you're trying you're trying to instill resiliency. Exactly. And she was she was good. She was good. But I, I was glad that she wasn't scared of slides after that. That is an important thing. Like once your parents traumatize you the first time with their bad judgment, you need to get right back on that horse. <laughs> scared of slides. Scared of slides. She's good. No, she's she's a very tough kid. She's a very tough kid. So didn't didn't really phase her. Good. We went down the slide, everything's fine. Good. Yeah. But I'm sure the other parents in the are like, what was she thinking? A child is 17 months old. <laughs> I don't know. I thought she, she gave me a vibe. She gave me a vibe that said, Mom, I have this under control. But she did. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Yeah. All right. We got to talk about some news, Vic. All right. Here we go. I put off talking about this because it made me so upset. It made me angry, Vic. And during Easter week, I didn't want to be angry. So I just 
set it aside, set it at the at the foot of the cross. But now I got to deal with it, and that is this: we have another another astonishing case of media alchemy oh has created a new set of victims of the Amazing. Nashville shooting. Yeah. And once again, the victims are not the actual yeah, victims. The three adults are the three kids. Who were killed in the run-up to Christian Holy Week, quite possibly for their beliefs, although that mm -hmm. is not something that has been released yet. My suspicion is that because that is the answer. Yeah. And uh, We may never know if they decide that may... the manifesto is too incendiary. Yes. I mean, It might give people the wrong impression every, about what she believes. Right. Every manifesto. Yeah ever has been out by now, so I assume we're just not going to do this one for political reasons. Anyway, so these six people who were killed are not the victims, and we moved on very quickly to the trans community being the victims. We heard Corinne Jean-Pierre. Very quickly. We heard Corinne Jean-Pierre invoke them many times, I think just like really brazenly suggesting that this is the actual group that everybody should be concerned about. But that only lasted a little while, and now, by Easter, we were already on to a second group of liberal yes. victims of this crime done by a trans shooter. Okay, so the, this is the new set of victims. There was a protest at the Tennessee Capitol on behalf of gun control. So it's a bunch of right. kids and teachers and, and activists who want more gun control laws. They go to the Capitol. I remarked at the time that, oh, it's interesting that like breaking these police lines is totally fine now. And coming down onto the floor of a legislative body is okay. And that's really actually what a lot of people believe, that like if they do it for the right reasons, it's totally fine, which I would remind them is what drove January 6th, mm -hmm. folks. Like we're doing, we're very passionate about mm -hmm. this and we're doing it for the right reason. Right. It should not be content-based, whether, whether you break up. To, we have to destroy democracy in order to save democracy. Right, right, right. So there was a lot of getting onto the floor. There was a lot of, you know, and there were also peaceful folks, of course, and there were some folks who had the terrible judgment to hang up, to hold up seven fingers for the victims yeah. of this shooting. Six plus six plus the shooter. Mm -hmm. This She's is a, like she he is a victim as well. Because right. What drove this person to do this terrible mm -hmm. thing? Well, it was them. So, there's a protest. It's several lawmakers. Members of the Tennessee House, Democrats from, from cities in Tennessee, their names are Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson, take part in the disruption of the official proceedings. Justin Pearson and Justin, what's his last name? Justin Jones. Jones. Both employed a bullhorn to do so and to, to, disrupt. Disrupt, to, to impede the actual yeah. debate that could happen on the floor. They were doing this. Now, this is... It will be unsurprising to you, but was not surprising to Justin Pearson, apparently, or was surprising to Justin Pearson, that this is against the rules. In fact, hold on, let me play just a little, oh, little video of him saying, what? You knew, you say you knew it would be violating uh, decorum rules, but did you have any idea that the backlash would be like this from your colleagues? No, we had no idea that what we were doing would break a rule that could lead to our possible expulsion or our actual expulsions. Okay, so he, did, he was not aware that this was against the rules. It's obviously against the rules. The House, which is populated mostly by Republicans, voted to expel two of these representatives and not the third. The woman. The woman. And this became a huge national news story. Because, celeb. because these three legislators are now the foremost victims 
of the original incident, which was a shooting of six Christians. Okay, because how could they be silenced in this way? And here's here's the thing that made me mad. And I was like, step away, step away. It is Easter. Uh, It was Barack Obama's tweet. Former President Barack Obama. This nation was built on peaceful protest. No elected officials should lose their job simply for raising their voice, especially when they're doing it on behalf of our children. What happened in Tennessee is the latest example of a broader erosion of civility and democratic norms. Silencing those who disagree with us is a sign of weakness, not strength, and it won't lead to progress. Well, that'd be great, except you're applying it exactly opposite of how you should be applying it. The people with the bullhorns who are impeding the actual process of the legislative body, whether they are Republicans or Democrats, are, they are the ones who are doing the silencing. I'm, it's like I'm taking crazy, crazy pills. pills. Mary Catherine, I literally have it oh. here on my my little cheat sheet note here. Yeah. Crazy pills. Crazy pills. I, I wrote out crazy pills. An erosion of civility and yeah. democratic norms, Vic, yeah. to punish the people who did the thing that, by the way, yes, I understand there's a difference of degrees here. By the way, we've been told for two years is the most sinful thing you can do to the body politic. Yeah. And you should get the utmost punishment for so that we can prevent other people from doing it. We either take that seriously or we don't. And it turns out, no, you can have it both ways as long as you're of the left. That's right. (laughs) Okay. So I like you because it was Easter and doubly... So because I happen to be vacationing in, in, in England, I purposely try to avoid the news mm-hmm. for a week. And, you know, coming back, I thought, well, they have to ask me what's going on in the news. I can talk about the industrial actions, otherwise known as a strike there happening at Heathrow and at the British Museum, which did close the second floor, believe it or not. I was going to talk about Dennis Jackson, who had to close his chippy after 62 years oh. in Derbyshire. It's time. He's in his 80s now, and it was just time to wrap things up, so to speak. And then I come back, and I see images, I think, of January 6th. Oh, no, wait. It's the Tennessee State House. Nope. Nope. And then I learn about this mostly peaceful protest. Right. And why have these people been expelled from the state legislature? Right. And a, and a couple things about the expulsion. There are some who would argue, okay, maybe a lesser punishment would have been That's appropriate, like a censure. Mm-hmm. Fine. Right. Also, the people who were expelled have already been sworn back in temporarily in right, right. in waiting for their their new election. Okay, so commission it's, it's, has reinstated. The main thing that happened to them is that they they got put on the morning show circuit. Oh yeah, there's just like big start. By the way, everyone involved in that should be embarrassed because they're taking selfies on the morning show sets yeah. and saying like, oh, "We did a thing," and it's like, yeah. you guys are. This is ostensibly about protecting children from this horrible fate that has befallen the people we've completely forgotten about right within a week oh and they don't mention in these interviews right. and you're just like enjoying your pop star turn about it another thing that of this of course became a race thing because the two men who were expelled were black men and the woman who was not was a woman now there was several of these guys were asked okay well why did you not vote to expel her representative lowell russell who's from East Tennessee, says, well, you can see in the video that she is not employing the bullhorn. She is not as involved. She's doing the thing that's against the rules, but it was not as bad. And so I made the decision to do that. He also notes that, like, these guys are representatives. They can bring legislation and stuff, and they're not not involved in that. They're involved in this, and this is, like, much like— They became activists. Yes, much like the Boberts 
and sometimes right. Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. This is like Instagram legislators yeah. who are looking for the GMA slot. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. They're not actually looking for legislation. But there were there were reasons that people voted that these Republican colleagues of hers said, OK, well, we can give her less punishment. Mm-hmm. But of course, the reward for them doing that was just to call them giant racist. Right. It feeds into the narrative. And it's like in a weird way, the Republicans played right into their hands because now, you know, at least two of these three yeah. have become martyrs. And I was going to say the same thing that you did about where this is not to say that it was handled the best possible way. Right. You're talking about people who were elected officials and removing them, even though they were right. duly elected and a censure much, would have probably been better. Much like attempting to unpresident the president yeah. if you don't like that he was yeah. elected. Right. That, that's yeah. right. That's right. But again, it's also worth noting that the two Justins are also very aggressive activists. And Justin Jones, of course, had been known in the past, you know, throwing iced tea, you no, know, at I think the former it was speaker. actually coffee. It was there it was worse go. than that. Yeah. No. So this is and this is so strange, Vic. Yeah. So yeah. strange that these things don't show up in the general no. sort of hagiography of yeah. Justin Jones. But he was a a, a very active activist yeah. who was not just credibly accused, but witnessed mm-hmm. throwing coffee at the then speaker of right. the Tennessee House. And now he happens to be one of them, their colleagues. Right. Fine. He was elected as such. He also has used a racial slur oh. on a Republican wow. in that same house. Yeah. Called him brown face. Wow. And Justin Pearson, I don't suppose you saw the video juxtaposing him now. I did. When he's very much in this preacher role versus when I he did. was in Bowden, Bowden College Woo. in Maine. When he's an entirely sort of different persona in the way he presents himself. Yes, we'll, we'll play those that little audio back to back for you guys Good. real quick. Yes. I'm Justin J. Pearson. Yes, I tell you, it was a sad day on Saturday. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. There are many issues that we can work together to solve. And every one of us in order to make the state of Tennessee the place that it ought to be. And so I've still got hope because I know we. And let's chart ourselves to a better future. We are still here and we will never quit. And, and I, I'm not saying like, you know, one is better than the other or whatever. But I am saying, is one an act and or did he undergo some sort of a conversion? Well, and this is... And now he's been... I'm going to crib a bit from uh, my friend Guy Benson, who I was talking to on the phone about this, mm -hmm. who made the point, regardless of which Pearson is the real Pearson or whether he's just gone through a metamorphosis, what it appears is that he's a man who knows how to gain political power in the way that is necessary to gain political power. And in this particular case, this persona is more beneficial to him than his old persona was. Mm -hmm. And certainly becoming a martyr in this way is the way to move up in our uh, extremely poisonous politics at the moment. And wouldn't you know it, he and David Hogg will be of Parkland fame, will be a Parkland activism fame, We'll be hosting a forum at the John F. Kennedy Jr. or at the, the, the Kennedy School at Harvard because Harvard men, every, you, everybody gets a promotion. That's what David Hogg got when he was an activist with his mediocre grades, just bumped up to Harvard. And now Pearson will be there as well. And they'll have a really, I'm sure, level-headed conversation well about attended. policy. It'll or, be well attended and it'll be a real loving. It'll but this be a is, loving. This is the ticket. And I wonder... Like you said, I think it's a bad strategy to make them martyrs. However, if you go all in like they have on Trump, 
Maybe we can convince them to run Justin Jones for like the Democratic for the Democratic candidate for governor there and just Wendy Davis this whole thing. Oh, careful what you wish for, though. I have very I my, my expectations for people to have any sort of common sense at this point is just out the window. Yeah. You mentioned Barack Obama's tweet, and I was going to mention about Kamala Harris also going down for the photo op. Oh, yeah. No. So she met with the, the victim's the families, quote, correct? Unquote, Right. Oh, no. didn't ju- oh, well, did the she victims not- being Justin Jones and oh. Justin Pierce. You mean those victims that were expelled I, from the assembly? So yes. we didn't have time the real to victims. go to the Covenant shooting victims' Who? families. Oh, oh we're past them. No, we're way past, we're past that. We're way past that. And now it's the Tennessee Three, like it's the Central Park Five or the Chicago I know. Eight. You I know, know. they have a name. Yeah. This is like the, the entire media is just a branding effort for Democrats. And that's they love what it. this is. right into and it. The, and the bottom line is... If you believe the right things, the behavior that you display in service of those yeah. beliefs, as long as they match up with the media, is fine. It doesn't matter that Sheldon Whitehouse belonged to an all-white club. It doesn't yeah, matter okay. that Bill Clinton definitely assaulted many women yeah. and paid them off. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just matters that you believe the same thing as That's they right. do. And then it's like, okay, I mean, breaking into capitals is awesome. Breaking into capitals was awesome before January 6th. Yeah. It happened in Wisconsin. Oh. It happened in Texas. Yeah. As long as you're liberal. They made a mess of things in there, too. Awesome. But, yeah. yeah, they lived there. Yeah. It was like an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> it was That was awesome. a celebration of democracy? No, it was a, it was a deeply and this is, and this is not moving. to say that this is not to say that January six was great. It was a real low point. Don't get no, me it's, wrong. It's just it's just, it's just that if, the, if one the rules is, are different, then the other is. Yes. If it's bad, it's bad. One cannot bad, be like bad. a a moving no. display of democracy. No, action. no, because the next thing you know, it's fiery but mostly peaceful. Uh, I'm losing my mind, Vic. Anyway, it gets worse, doesn't it? Our, our, by the way, our thoughts and prayers remain with the actual yeah. victims of the actual yeah. shooting who have That's right. know, are still wrestling with this. And I just the the actual audacity to move on to like three different sets Let's of make it about me. liberal approved victims yeah. at this point is amazing, especially because it might we might note that while we're talking about the trans community being the real victims, another trans identifying person attempted to shoot up a school in Colorado and was apprehended, thank goodness, but had very explicit yeah. planned out situation there that was that was foiled. There was also a shooting in Louisville, but that of bankers, but that person was also identifiable as liberal. And so we will not be talking about that much. Wow. We sort of moved on from that. I one. noticed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because anyway, then while again, while we're talking about the trans community being the real endangered community. Riley Gaines, a former University of Kentucky swimmer, NCAA champion of all kinds, who had to compete against Leah Thomas, the transgender swimmer who beat the crap out of everyone, like 6'4 yeah. and very mm-hmm. muscular. She had to compete against Leah Thomas. And so she is now an activist against biological men competing with women in women's sports. She works with IWF, the Independent Women's Forum. I have met her before at an Independent Women's Forum event that I emceed. And I know that people say this all the time, and it's sort of like a joke at this point, but she's actually stunning and brave. It is brave to talk about this kind of thing. And she also happens to be like really ripped and pretty. She's literally stunning and brave. Yeah, I mean, but in in, in the face of a really hostile crowd. So she goes to San Francisco State University to give a talk about this. At which point she is actually assaulted. She yeah, is hit. Yeah, sucker punched. The security has to usher her into a different place and keep her 
safe. She's being yelled at. Uh, one of the things they yelled, oh, there's a lot of obscenities, was like this effing transphobic bee. But then there was take her pride, which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like, we got to, we really got to make this woman bend to our yeah. will. Yeah. Which can be scary when the perpetrators are men who are women, yeah. I guess. Well, I, don't, In fact, I can't presume to know anyone's particular she got, situation. She, that's who punched her, right? Yes. So in response to that, just in case you need to know how far, far we are falling, yep. the San Francisco State University's statements on this do not address the assault on a speaker. No. They talk about how traumatic this event was. Mm-hmm. But what's traumatic is not the assault, the physical assault. What's mm-hmm. traumatic is the words. The words that Riley Gaines mm-hmm. brought to this campus. College campuses are run by infantile little baby men and women. Yeah, yeah. Not that there are only two genders. Obviously, there are more. Baby men and women. And and, and they consist of the administrative state, which is now much larger than the actual faculties. Unbelievable. Administrators. And they need something to do. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. I mean, the statement is actually horrifying. San Francisco State University's president authored a message about the Riley Gaines incident. She called the events deeply traumatic, but not for Gaines, who claimed she was assaulted. She didn't just claim she was assaulted. It's on video. Gaines, a former Division I college swimmer, said she was verbally and physically attacked at SFSU after she gave a speech on behalf of Save Women's Sports. On Tuesday, San Francisco State University president Lynn Mahoney wrote a letter to the campus community. Last Thursday, Turning Point USA hosted an event on campus that advocated for the exclusion of trans people in athletics. The event was deeply traumatic for many in our trans and LGBTQ plus communities, and the speaker's message outraged many members of the SF state community. They also thank those who were peaceful, which implies some were not. Yeah. But like, so they get a gold star for mm-hmm. not hitting Riley Gaines, but no one gets any punishment for what happened to Riley Gaines. Well, I actually I am sympathetic to the trans woman whose fist got rammed into by Riley well, Gaines' face. Yes, that you know, is tough on yeah, that person, yeah, indeed. The true victims, as always, the true victims. We are really honing in on that. So, so the Beacon, by the way, did a follow up with a story reported yesterday on students at San Francisco State who are apparently enraged at the administration when they found out that Riley Gaines had been provided security. Oh, Even though the go. security there you did go. not prevent her from being assaulted, yes. they're still angry. They sh- she should have had no security so we could have what? Right. Yeah. What is the implication here? Yeah. The implication is that they want to hurt people. That's... Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's here's very what, obvious. I, I mean, this is, but this is the thing. I think the end game here is to make the very idea, thinking that transgenderism is either unhealthy or, or dangerous, a thought crime. Right. You're not allowed to think that, let alone say it out loud. Well, and I, I think up, I in, like up, until, up until recently, it's been fairly successful. When Abigail Schreier published, oh, sure. what was it called? Irreversible mm-hmm. Harm, I think, in 2020. It was actually the, the thing where they say they're banning books. It was actually yeah. censored and yeah, banned. You could not, you get could it. not buy it yeah. on Amazon for a brief period. They were taking it yeah. out yeah. of vendors it's so amazing. that this thought crime could not yeah, be aired anywhere. Think that. And I think we have made some progress in just discussing it since mm-hmm. then. And there are mainstream outlets that will discuss whether, for instance, hormone therapy and the kind of affirmation affirmation these kids are getting is actually healthy or has good outcomes. We're actually talking about that now. Mm -hmm. But Riley Gaines coming on campus, by the way, Riley Gaines isn't even talking about 
gender affirming or not. She's talking specifically about women's sports, yeah. which if you watch, if you watch Leah Thomas compete, is unfair. Yeah. We Stop gaslighting me about the fact that it's not unfair. And I think a majority of people would see that and say that that is unfair, regardless of how she identifies herself. And they're being silenced because it's a very vocal minority. Yes. And the the bullying is, in fact, often not coming from the other side, which is what we're told. Mm -hmm. I just, it made me crazy. Crazy this week. I I think, though, I mean, they're, they're... Following from previous examples, which have been very successful, for example, with the gay marriage movement when it started mm-hmm. off as civil unions and then it progressed to gay marriage, but only in the, you know, you know, on, on a federal or on a state level and then with Obergefell. It's gotten to the point where if you are to say that you don't believe, and in 2023, yes. your religious beliefs are that marriage is between biological man and biological woman. That that's crazy. Which was Obama's position until yeah in two thousand yeah. in two thousand and eight. Yeah, right, he was still running it on two thousand eight. Oh, I remember. Well, I definitely remember in two thousand eight with him. And, yeah, that's correct. But I remember him in in eight with Hillary Clinton, and they were both asked, and they said no, they don't support it, and they've come a very long way, and uh, now you, you get to the point where some people seem to be shocked when they find out certain adherents to certain religions yeah. don't believe that. I know, and crazy. So that's crazy. And certain Catholics, you know, the kinds that the FBI monitors and yeah. evangelicals, <laughs> they get the brunt of this. Yeah. Well, this is, I think Muslim Americans less so. Right. No, not so much no. there. This is the progression, though, is that you will be made to celebrate. It's not about oh, it's not, yeah, tolerance. Exactly. It's no, not no, about no. allowances accept it. Yeah. in the legal sure. structure. It is no. about celebrating. It is compelled yeah. celebrating. Yeah. And, and then it's like, where's your ribbon? Yes. Where is where your, is your ribbon? ribbon? Why don't you wear like, a ribbon? Just like the NHL is literally, where, oh, where's your T-shirt? That's exactly right. Like, Calm down. Got to wear the jersey. Stuart Stevens, vaunted Republican strategist who's just now liberal like so many others. Yes. Dan McLaughlin had made the point, which is obviously correct. If Republican state legislators were expelled for doing precisely the same thing, say in service of like, I don't know, abortion mm-hmm. limits, there is zero chance they'd be given this kind of reception on national broadcast networks and every American knows it. Stuart Stevens. Actually, Dan, if Republican state legislators were fighting for stronger gun control, they would get an even more positive response. It's not a media plot. It's a majority position of Americans. Sure. All the majority positions, like, say, whether biological yeah. men should compete in women's sports of Americans, get such glowing coverage yeah. on national media. Yeah. This is nonsense and also is a perverse standard for media coverage mm-hmm. because if the standard is just believe what we believe and we'll give you good coverage, that is not news. That's not yeah. news. But that's what we have. And I'm fine. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going back to England. Well, you know they arrest people for like tweets there. They so. do. They do. Were you praying? Yeah, I remember that line. Right? I know. That one, I forgot we're praying about that. silently. We're praying silently. That's a, you're under arrest. Praying okay. silently. Anyway, Riley Gaines, by the way, says she's going to sue San Francisco State and University, should. and she should. Mm-hmm. I used to be very non-litigious. Sue out of mm-hmm. all of these people. Do it. It's the only way. It's the only way for them to feel pain. Oh, one more point on this this issue that Carol Markowitz said something that was like sort of clarifying for me about the Dylan Mulvaney thing, which we yes. addressed on the podcast. About Bud Light. About Bud Light. And she said, the Bud Light backlash is happening because it is a product aimed at men. Dylan Mulvaney advertising leggings, face cream, handbags didn't make a blip because women have been cowed, cowed into surrendering their spaces and men have not encountered the same. She has a point yeah. that 
women are like, oh, I guess we're just supposed to say like, yay, cool, join us. Well, that's not always how you should react. And that's not how Riley Gaines react. And for her actual bravery on this, yeah, she is assaulted on a, yeah, pays a, on a tolerant liberal campus. That's, uh, There's not much in the well, way of preaching are, tolerance and protection of free speech. Her words are violence. Her words yeah. are violence, That's Vic. Right. And therefore... You've got to carve out these exceptions. Anyway, I'm glad we've gotten down to the true victims of all of this. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's talk about uh, whether your children belong to you or not, Vic. Oh, man. Okay. There's a pretty viral piece in New York Mag written by Sarah Jones. Children are not property is the way it yeah. starts. Like the animals. I- the idea that underlies the right-wing campaign for parents' rights. Now, it starts off bad mm-hmm. because I don't allege that I own my children. Mm-hmm. I allege that I am in charge right. of raising my children. Right, the premise. So the whole premise, premise is rude yeah. and a total misunderstanding of totally normal things. Yes. Like parents wanting to, oh, I don't know, instill, instill values. their values in their children. And what this writer does is she uses the parents' rights, she smears the parents' rights movement, which came out of 2020 when the people who want to view our children as community property Mm -hmm. failed them in every way possible. She's like, "Mm, no, smear you to make the children community property. They actually belong to all of us. I'm sorry. What's your name again? Sarah. Sarah, did you push them out? Because I don't think you did. Right. And I very much did, and it hurt. Right. And I do get privileges from that. You see, parents are brainwashing their children, but the state would never do that. Oh, never. No, they wouldn't. What uh, they are is yeah. state property. That's what they are. Yeah. I have to confess, I couldn't get past the end of the first <laughs> paragraph and the sentence, quote, authoritarianism is gospel to modern conservatives. There you go. Oh, all right. That's it. I said, I'm out. I'm out. Well, I can't do this. This is of a piece. You're just going to have to tell me how much worse it gets. I guess. Well, if you keep reading, what's uh-huh. what's remarkable, what's remarkable, first of all, there's a lot of misinformation in this piece that does not deal honestly with news events that have happened. Sure. But <laughs> she alleges in the same piece that that children should not get jobs, minors, like that it would be breaking child labor laws for minors to get jobs on like construction sh- sites as as apprentices. And in some places, conservatives are pushing that they should be able to do that, 15 and 16-year-olds. That's too adult for them. But gender-affirming care, which requires them to sign off their sexual maturity and future in relationships and entire body chemistry, that's A-OK for Mm -hmm. minors. These Mm -hmm. two things Mm -hmm. do not go together. Obviously, the more rational one is that you could work on a construction site when you're 16. Yeah. Yeah. But- in this piece, normal things are weird and weird things are normal. <laughs> I'm thoroughly depressed. Oh, no. It, it, the point you, is, yeah. in the end, she, she, they sort of want to have it both ways, right? Where like children can't work, but they can consent to, to gender right. affirming care right. that gives them all these hormones. In the, I'll just give you her conclusion. <laughs> children aren't private property then, but a public responsibility. Uh, responsibility. She uses the term responsibility, but I don't think public? that's what she, I don't think that's what she means. Mm-hmm. To expand our democratic project to children is to grant them the security to the right seeks to deny them. So we have to give them full autonomy as minors. Education, health care, shelter, food. A better America begins with the child. Again, all of this goes back to this weird thing 
where the left to the left children are simultaneously infantilized where you can't uh-huh. you can't talk to them about things that they might not agree with that, mm-hmm. they can't handle that yeah, yeah disagreeing disagreeing a thing. You don't disagreeing wanna, is violence that riley, very upsetting riley gains on campus mm-hmm. violence mm-hmm. Um, facts facts are upsetting but also they're just tiny adults who need to be liberated from their parents mm-hmm. which one is it also there's nothing wrong with jobs Words, jobs are yeah. the great jobs for teenagers that's the great threat mm-hmm. guys does this go back to It Takes a Village? Is this what it's going back to? Is that like the roots of this? I wish we were just there. That <laughs> seems so benign. It's such an so innocent benign. time. An innocent time. She also, of course, predictably attacks homeschool because... Mm-hmm. She, Brain, again, brainwashing. She attacks homeschool thinkers of the past who had the temerity to suggest that the parents' religious views would be involved in the education that they give their children, which is, again, just a normal thing that parents do. Right, right. That this person does not no, understand this, and got, turns you, into, you, like, you, this you horrible thing. got the vibe thing. because she, you know, she when she quotes Proverbs and she says, you know, I mean, the, but they're basically just words. You know, they're just, yeah. you know. Well, she's like. They have this crazy idea that, you know, it's it's the word of God. Bring it's up, bring crazy. Up, bring up the child in the way it should go. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's it's just ridiculous. that's just corporal punishment yeah. with no end. That, yeah. That's all we do. No. I mean, let's, I'd like to see how this turns out. What is the end game here? I mean, I do, but I don't. Public, public. You we, know. Yeah. We, raising we, children, just like government is just a word for things we do together, yeah. said Barack Obama. Raising children is just going to be the thing that we do. No, we don't want to do it with you. And that's. Yeah. The thing that is most galling about this is the reason that a lot of people turned to an idea like parents' rights is because we thought that the partners in raising the children them. were fine. Yeah, we and then in 2020, we found out they were not. Right. Wait, what are you teaching them? And mm-hmm. are you teaching them? Are uh, you willing to be in a classroom yeah. with them? No. It turns out they yeah. thought they were the plague. So maybe yeah. parents are like, well, they thought my child was the plague and made them suffer greatly for two years because of that. So maybe they aren't the most trustworthy stewards with which to co-parent. So no. Yeah, I'm going to use that radical phrase. I'm not co-parenting with the government. I'm not doing it. I'm sure that gets me on an FBI list. Hi. I'm also red-pilled. Hi. (laughs) Sometimes I drink raw milk. What? What? It's getting wild over here. You know, I'm not going to add to that. There's a joke in there. Let's. how How about something... How about a happy note like J.K. Rowling or oh, something? Oh, yeah. She's just going to get richer. Yeah. Let's talk about J.K. Rowling getting richer. It's one of my favorite things to talk <laughs> about. HBO Max just announced a reboot of the Harry Potter books. So they're going yes, to do a series. Explain. They're going to do a, do a series based on the books. So we already have a movie series. But, like, here's the bottom line. The series of books is really good. This intellectual property is extremely valuable. Every product that is made out of it is overseen by J.K. Rowling and turns out really good, partly because she's very invested in it and partly because people who are fans of it and want to create new things are yeah. very invested in the original material, which, again, is good. And I want her to get paid, paid, <laughs> paid for it. So uh, there was something that really distressed Also, if you need an intern, yeah. call me up. <laughs> there was something, okay, I have a couple of questions, but there was something that really that started me off that was very distressing, mm-hmm. which is I got an email about this and the link that you shared with me about the story mm-hmm. confirms it. That HBO Max will soon just be called the Max. Yeah, like what are we doing there? I loved HBO. What's wrong with HBO? This is HBO you know was great. This might um, be a discussion for your other podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> that that ship is sailed. But, but no, I yeah. I do think it's very unwise to let go no, of the no, the prestigious I'll, part of that brand. Wrong. Yeah, the, yeah. Max was the other part. Yeah, let me tell you, especially at 11 p.m. Maybe they could just call it Skinner. <laughs> 
That's good. That's you know what? I had some other jokes. I'm just scratching them out now because you just beat me. It's good. It's good stuff. Oh, so what is the difference between the 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 Is there any differences, or is it just a longer stretched out version? This is like everything. Speaking of skinny mugs, no. Just sorry. Just you think like this is like what time we're recording this, but in fact, it's not. It's like lunchtime. Just just, get, I'm getting delirious. It's late night for well, you. Well, it's late. It's dinner time yeah. for me. Just like every streaming venture, we're just going to make it a longer version. Yeah. So I guess maybe the. You know what? In fact, you don't even have to write a screenplay. You could just do the book word for word. Word for yeah, in real time. So each each season will be a new book. Book. And now, of course, this makes the fake Twitter world of activists activists go, "Oh, we're so angry that people Harry yeah. Potter's." Just like it's Donald Trump, Harry Potter's going down any minute. He's yeah. never going to be right. lucrative again. No, that's not true. Everybody's going to watch this show, and even if it's all not good, secretly watch or it. not so secretly, feel is they like the book, they like the video games. Yes. End of end of story. When in my in my old in my sub beacon days, my co-hosts Sonny and Jonathan uh, would say that the Harry Potter movies were terrible because the actors were terrible, meaning the kids, not the adults. Would you agree with that? And I also wonder, does that mean they're going to get really good actors for the series? Yeah, I I don't know. I guess it depends on how canceled the actors get for oh, wanting for, to be even a part agreeing of to this. be a part of. No, I I read it. I never read Harry Potter as well when they first came out because I was already an adult and I was just like, I'm not sure that this is my thing. And then I read them with my kids and I was like, oh, these are quite good. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. reason people are very into them. Now, does that mean that that's the only thing you should read, millennials? No, no. it does not. You should read other things, branch out. But, but they are quite good. Yeah. Did you like the acting though, from the kids? Oh, in the, in the uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're very true to the books, which is nice because okay. it's satisfying just to see the thing yes. acted out that you Want, that you, you enjoyed, expect. right? So I think they, I think they maybe didn't diverge enough from the books in the original movies because they're very yeah. scene by scene. So, so oh, we'll see. Well, I mean, I, wow, I can't imagine what it's going to be different. I think about the first movie, Sorcerer's Stone, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. He delivers a line early on that is so clunky, <laughs> and I make this joke still, and the line is when he's there with Hagrid. Right. And he's like, you're a wizard, Harry, you know? And then he says, uh, uh, I'm not a wizard, and it's just one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. Um, was, was it worse than, just real quick, a real quick aside, Kevin Costner in Waterworld emerging from the water to find that the only thing that keeps him alive, his his ship yes. has been destroyed he climbs up on the ship he stands on the ship and he says my boat okay that's up there for some reason he said that the way he says my me. boat my okay my boat like this is your entire existence I, my boat i will I'll, i will give you one right back at you keanu okay. reeves in the amazing movie speed he discovers the explosives on the bus and he says there's enough c4 to blow a hole in the world Oh, yes, nice. it's okay. That's a pretty big, that's a lot of C4. <laughs> one other interesting observation, by the way, Emma Watson, one of my favorite actresses. Your fave. She mm-hmm. said that when she went touring for the movies for Harry Potter, one of the things she discovered was a lot of kids just reading the book did not know that the name of the character was Hermione. They called it Hermy One. Yeah. Yeah. My kids weren't sure how to say it. That's uh, funny. So you got to, you got to okay. learn. You gotta right. learn. All right. Well, I hope she gets paid. Make all the money. Yes. Make all the money. Good and also, her. she's out there She's out there just lambasting people who say that she has to have no, no wrong thing in order strong. for them. Thank God she yeah. has the means and the resources <laughs> not like, to be coward. Because like, a lot of people are These books hard. belong to me. Yeah. And she- Yeah, I, you're ruining it. You need she, to change it. And she's, she's like, nah, 
they belong to me, but you know, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, do, how do you sleep at night on piles of cash? You know, yes. pounds, pounds. My, my queen. Yes. Okay. Lastly, I do want to say, speaking of HBO, it reminded me, it's it, sad to see if HBO is gone, we'll, I'll never be able to use the joke anymore, which I used when we were kids in grade school. Mm-hmm. Somebody would ask you, do you have HBO? Say yes. Yes. You have horrible body odor. Oh my gosh, that's uh, really oh, look, good. Jennifer's nodding. Okay, good. I'm glad it, it 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 passed through the generations. I was I was thinking the other day. You know the the static fizz sound that, oh, that yeah. brings on yeah, HBO. Of course. We're things... in a generation now that probably doesn't that? know what they that don't know sound what that is. is. Like, why is that a thing? Isn't that weird? That's very yeah. I'd pr- I'd probably have to explain that to my kids, <sighs> and then I'd have to do a Wikipedia search about like yeah, what is that? Sound? Find it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. <laughs> That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thank you for being with us. I'm just going to take a bunch of very steep slides into crashing my state capital because those are the things that are working for us this week. You think it'll work for me, Vic? What could go wrong? I'm glad to have you back. Thank uh, you. It's great to be back. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Thank you for getting hammered. Responsible. 